enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Talkcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. This is the Temple of Geek Talkcast, episode 30, in the doldrums. I am your host, Daniel. And on today's episode, we discuss just various things that's happened up to this point from the year, I guess. <laughs> Joining me from the Temple of Geek are Katie, Marcus, Amanda, and we also have a guest from the Geekly Planet, the Editor-in-Chief, Amelia. Welcome all. Howdy, hello. Hello. Uh, let's start off with Amelia. Amelia, you used to be part of the Temple of Geek. Yep. You left us, you jumped ship, <laughs> and you started your own thing. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are you've started the the geekly planet yeah can you tell us a little bit about that um it's just a website where we write stuff and things <laughs> you say just a website just a website um we do articles on pop culture and geekery and we do walkthroughs of conventions and stuff like that good stuff fun stuff so everything's going good over there? I mean, Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been... There was a bit of a lull during festival season because I work seven days a week during that. So things were not as happen during the summer. But uh, I've had a couple of great contributors who have continually thrown articles my way that I've just been able to throw up and go about my day. So Yeah, we, we know all about lulls here. And we have awesome contributors at... Uh, that, that that do stuff so I, I understand that completely um i unfortunately have not been contributing very much lately but we're going to change that um but so i just want to say thank you for joining us tonight I, I know we just have a couple things we want to talk about just kind of things that's happened over the last couple weeks this last year so far just things that are coming up just anything that's interesting us uh interesting us so i know the first topic we wanted to kind of talk about was once upon a time Katie's really excited about this because she actually has someone to talk about this with. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm here for you. Yes. <laughs> so finally, Katie. Yes. What about Once Upon a Time? <sighs> okay. So we're moving into season five, which is going to be amazing. And it also will include their, I think it's 100 episode, right? 100? That's right. Yes. No. Yes. I want to say 100th. The yes. 100th episode will be the, it was announced that the 100th episode of Once Upon a Time will be the season finale, the mid-season finale of the first arc. Oh, that's good. That means and that. Yes. It'll be good. And I'm so excited. So, um, when we left at the end of season four, uh, Emma Swan had decided that to save Regina and become the dark one. So she took in the darkness that was released basically out into the world it was trying to be absorbed into regina but she emma pushed her out of the way and basically absorbed the whole thing and then just disappeared and all that was left was the dark one dagger with her name imprinted on it and at d23 they showed us the first minute of the first episode of season five which showed basically picked up where the season finale left off and when Killian Jones, also, a.k.a. Captain Hook, picked up the dagger to command the Dark One to come back. Uh, she didn't return, which means that she is not in our world, which means she's somewhere else. Um, probably the Enchanted Forest or possibly somewhere else, because we already learned that uh, 
one of the big storylines for this season is that they're going to be searching for Merlin, the sorcerer. So we're going to see the introduction of the whole cam- of Camelot, King Arthur, Lancelot, Guinevere, as well as Merlin himself. So it's a possibility that uh, the Dark Swan will be in, she could be in Camelot. And we're also going to see the introduction of Merida, which will be the first Pixar character that's been introduced into uh, this show. So it's going to be amazing. That's all I have to say. So excited for Merida. I can't wait. Right. It's going to be great. Are they using the same voice actress? Mm, No. It's a completely different actress, but she looks like Merida. Like, they did really great casting with her. Like, her hair is on point, I'm just going to say. Like, her hair is phenomenal. I covet her. you nailed the hair. Yeah. Right? That's all you need, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else? They showed us a little bit of... We've seen previews throughout... Uh, since they started releasing the trailers for the upcoming season. And I have to say that darkness does look good on Emma Swan. Like, she looks amazing. Her clothes are pretty awesome. so weird. (laughs) Well, she's sparkly, which is really strange. Like, and her hair is super extra. Yeah. No, I, I love glitter. I love glitter. It's, like, my favorite thing in the world. But, like... Her weird, like, bleached eyebrows make her look so weird. And, like, it's... Uh. And, uh, like, I've only seen, like, some of the promo pictures, so, like, I can't speak to it too much. But I'm just like, what is happening with your face right now, sweetie? What's going on? And the it's the... It's not so much her face as it is the, like, super slick-backed hair. Yeah. Like, that... You gotta have the, like, perfect skull for that. And it's... Her hair's crazy. Yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> but she does wear the darkness well, so it should be yes. interesting to see because she's the she's the savior. She's the product of true love. So it'll be interesting to see how much the darkness will consume her and will they be able to bring her back from that? That's the big question. And how much will it take? Will it take not just her mother and father looking for her, but also will Killian be able to bring her back too mm-hmm. before she does too much damage to her heart. Yeah. And that specific actress, I can't tell you her name off the top of my head, but she was on House for a really long time and she had Jennifer one Morrison. Ep- Jennifer Morrison, that's her name. Morrison. She uh she had an episode where she had thought she contracted AIDS and like she was always the like straight laced by the book person. Mm-hmm. And she just like went completely off the deep end after she thought she had gotten AIDS from this patient and like she got to play this like angry person for for an episode and just the way Jennifer Morrison plays that is really fun so Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see how that's gonna play out on Once Upon a Time because she plays that dark jerk really well and I'm like that's that's it's fun and it's fun to see the duality of you know you have this a-line moraled person who just completely flops and goes to the other side and that's going to be really interesting. It really will be. I'm I can't I can't wait. And they had the the show creators at D23 and they were talking about how this season is going to be one of the best seasons, especially because they split the seasons in half so that the 100th episode would land on the mid-season finale. So I can only imagine 
like what's going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to be filled with feels at all. Like that's no, not at all. There won't be you know tears <laughs> nope. of joy or sadness or anything like that. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> no. There were uh, photos taken from the set at. Uh, they're in the Enchanted Forest. I saw photos of Captain Hook and Emma Swan, and she's in this huge white dress, and they're on horseback together. And they're really adorable, but there's also pictures of a kiss, too. And she looks like she's in a wedding dress. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's what it looks like. So I don't want to project too much, but it would be amazing. Like, the pictures were so cute. Like, they were so sweet. I can't... Probably a dream sequence. It is probably a dream God, sequence. I hope not. It would be so <laughs> awful. Oh my god. That's typically how those things go. No happiness for you. No. No. I mean, look at Regina. Come on. Yeah. I mean, look at Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> that is That's one true. thing that I'm really glad that they have finally, like, just let happen. Um in regards to Emma and any relationship. And I'm really glad that it ended up being Hook because I love Hook. But like there was a moment where like we thought he was going to die. And I was like, I swear to God, if you kill Killian, I'm going to stop watching this show because you have done the same exact thing with every single one of Emma's romantic interests. Like, oh, I love you. You're dead. Oh, I love you. You're dead. Oh, I love you. You're dead. Like we're bored. Stop it. Graham, Neil, yeah, Welsh, just, like we could keep going. Knock <laughs> it up. Hey, since you're, you're since you're threatening to stop watching things, I do have to ask you a question. Okay. Yes. You do know about the spoiler that's been like kind of announced in Captain America about the death of a certain person. Yes. Your your favorite your favorite person. Captain America dies in the comic book. It would make sense. No 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 no. Another another actress that you like a lot. Are you going to stop watching the Marvel series if she if she is actually gone? No. I don't know what you're talking about. Are they killing Black Widow? No. Agent Carter. Oh, yeah. No, she totally dies. Yeah, I know. It, 150 <laughs> make, it, it totally makes sense that she died. She, so, so you're oh, okay with that? Yeah. No, and like it's – I don't stop watching things just because, oh, my favorite character died. I stop watching things when their storyline gets boring and played out, and I have a feeling <laughs> that Marvel's never going to go in that direction. I really hope not. Yeah. Peggy's totally dying. And I'm going to yeah. cry she's, like a small she's child. Dead. Yeah, um, She's gone. Like, I can't. <laughs> but oh, it's wow. time. So, Marcus. Yes, sir. There was a new game that came out this week. Until Dawn. Yeah. Talk about it. This might pique Amanda's interest. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is definitely one of, like one of those games that wasn't even on my radar up until I saw... Um, an IGN review talking about the way it plays and stuff um, in which it plays kind of like it plays out kind of like a movie kind of like a, a bunch of teenagers going and partying at a cabin horror movie type 100% cliche <laughs> every <laughs> single moment where they're like oh let's go off into the dark or let's let's all find different ways to separate and see how much more ground that we can cover type of cliche and like they totally play off of that so it's it's not like you play the game and then the cliche happens and it's sort of like great like i wasn't expecting that it's more like a it's one of those games that's supposed to be a horror game but it's at the same time it's supposed to make you laugh at all the stupid things that happen (laughs) and like basically the whole point of uh that game supposedly is to keep all of the teenagers alive 
so you're making decisions constantly in this game um, to do different things. Sometimes a small How do you decision. Keep them alive when their hormones are raging I, and they go off. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. <laughs> do stereotypical horror movie things. Yeah, like okay, so I I've played like about an hour into the first part of this game and like these this couple went off into the woods by themselves in the dark. That's like textbook you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like that's you know, nothing's going to happen to them. No, nothing at all. <laughs> and it's it's just so crazy like I don't know in like I think of thinking of other moments like where where they hear something in the background like some kind of loud bang or something and they're just like oh I better go check that out by myself while I'm half naked because a flashlight <laughs> that's going to make sense <laughs> so I mean it, it's like it's pretty fun to laugh at it's I think that's probably what I'm getting out of out of it most and then of course there's a bunch of like jumpy moments where just out of for no reason, something will just jump out in front of the screen, it seems like, and it's kind of fun to laugh at those moments, too. Now, I do want to say this. Marcus is like, dude, there's this new game, blah, 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 blah. He's hyping it up. I'm getting all excited. And then he drops the bomb. It's a PS4 exclusive. Oh. It's a, it, okay, oh, yeah, I did forget to mention that. It's not even <laughs> going to come to PC. <laughs> That's dumb, because I don't play games, but if I did, I probably would play that one. But I don't have a PS4, so... Yeah. Also, another thing that sucks is, like, when I was streaming it the other day, I just checked on my uh, my past broadcast. It doesn't show up, so... I think it's one of those games that won't show up in your past broadcast. So Why? Why? This... Copyright and things like that, right? This and Dragon Ball Z Universe won't show up in my past broadcast. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> She's <Wow>. like... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, since you're talking about broadcast, what about the YouTube gaming streamings? The yeah. new version. YouTube or Google or YouTube or the conglomerate that is YouTube and Google has launched their own version of what you could say is their own version of Twitch uh, yesterday uh, called YouTube Gaming. Yay! Oh, interesting. Honestly, I don't know what to think about it yet because, uh, I mean, I did watch a couple streams on it today, but I haven't actually streamed to it, so I don't know if it's easier, harder. Is there a feature list? What have they changed? I mean, uh, I, I mean, I just downloaded the YouTube gaming app, and I checked a couple of them out, and it looked almost verbatim the same as, a Twi- as the Twitch mobile app. So, I mean, I, I haven't seen anything that will make it different, like make me really want to go to it but i have been completely out of the geek world for the last couple weeks because i've been kind of remodeling my house how dare you i went to two conventions in like a geek warehouse (laughs) yeah i've been doing floors lots and lots of floors but i do have a question has anyone seen the SummerSlam wwe match between Stephen amell and stardust yes Yes. I see someone's just really excited about saying this. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Because I didn't get to watch this. And I'm really sad because I'm hoping he came out in costume. So he did. And I actually, I yeah, kind of. I, I enjoy WWE as a whole. So, like, I was coming into this as a fan. Of, a fangirl. <laughs> of, of WWE and of Stephen Amell. 
So, like, I'm not as big of a fan as, like, half my friends who have been fanboys since they were 12 and can tell you, like, literally everything about the franchise ever. But, like, I enjoy it and I have my favorites and, like, I enjoy the pay-per-views and stuff like that. So I can say confidently that Steven actually did a really good job, not just because it was, oh, it's an actor and it's one of my favorite actors coming in, but, like, actually, athletically and from the WWE standpoint... Steven did great. And he did come out in partial costume. We knew he wasn't going to come out in the full thing because there is no way he is wrestling in those arrow pants. It's not possible. <laughs> he can't. Like the, just the yeah. top. The just, the, just the top vest. And he had yeah. his arrow boots on. Yeah. Um, is that an arrow in your pants, yeah. Steven? Or are you just happy <laughs> to see me? Uh, <laughs> what's the matter? Steven can't move to do this takedown? Yeah, sorry. Just lay there and kind of flop around. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but so he did come out in the new vest. He took it off before he wrestled, obviously, which, you know, any female watching was fine. Um, <laughs> I don't it was kind of weird to see like see him shirtless without scars. So it's scars like, and tattoos. They're like, like you're fine. Like what's going on there? Oh wait a second. You mean the tattoo on his chest isn't real? Yeah. Oh. No. No. I thought that was real. And he hasn't been like burned by like 80s. Well, I knew the burns and stuff weren't real, but I thought the tattoo on his chest was real and they just incorporated it into the show. Nope. He doesn't have any. Nope. Oh, well, there you go. I learned yeah, something like, new. Of the part, visible parts of the body that we have seen. Yes. <laughs> yes. The visible parts. <laughs> oh. That's what I'm saying. Cha cha cha. That show is not TVMA. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Stephen Amell. <laughs> we we apologize. He did get to jump off the top rope. And so, like, the match started, and it was uh, Neville and the other guy fighting. And that was all fine. And everybody was basically just like, get Amell in this ring right now. <laughs> so uh, it, was a, it was a tag match between uh, Stardust and Barrett and Neville and Stephen Amell. And so Stardust tapped in, and Neville was in the ring. And he was like, nope, don't want you want him go tag him in right now so like they sort of stared each other down and they finally tagged in steven and so they're they they beat the hell out of the guy essentially and like this is all scripted so even somebody who hasn't watched it as wrestling is not scripted (laughs) (laughs) so it's real even somebody who hasn't been watching as long as like most of my friends have like i could pretty much guess what the outcome of a match is going to be but with Stephen Amell's match I actually genuinely didn't know I didn't know if they were going to have it go like ooh this superstar person came in and won the match because we want to continue that um, endorsement or if they were going to have it like no this outsider actor boy comes in and we're going to beat him down and show that we can so uh they're beating the crap out of him. And even though it is scripted and even though it's choreographed, like make no mistake, these guys do get hurt. It does take a lot of physical prowess to do what they do. Like Amel came out with bruises and welts and Stardust's Uh face on his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) It was all like on the back side of his shoulder. Oh, you can kind of see his face. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, But so like they, beat the crap out of him and then he manages to tag in Neville and Neville takes him out and then they're both out of the ring um both Barrett and Stardust are out of the ring and they're like kind of recuperating and standing up and Neville tags in a Mel and so Steven climbs onto the top rope and just launches himself which is the gift that everybody's been seeing it's so good he just 
flies. He's so happy about it. And he just nails the both of them and then throws Barrett back in the ring so Neville can tap like make him tap and it was it was good. It was it was a very good, very fun match. So did all those episodes where he was on the salmon ladder, did that help at all? It was. <laughs> it was ridiculous to watch. Like when he did the when he jumped off the top, that's how he got Stardust's face on his shoulder. It was because <laughs> he just it was insane. Blue. Like, he blue. blue. It was amazing. It was it was really good. I didn't get to watch the whole match, but I did watch was it John Barrowman was doing a was periscoping while he was watching the <laughs> the like that portion of SummerSlam. So I was watching John Barrowman watch it. Which was was just as exciting as watching it myself. That's awesome. So <laughs> And like I think a lot of people were genuinely surprised because a lot of people were going, Oh, this actor losers coming in and thinking that he can be all fighter person and that's really stupid and like these are the people who don't realize that Amel does every stunt that they will let him do yeah so like he takes the suit off and everybody just kind of went oh oh wait oh uh oh okay (laughs) all the women in the audience pass out yeah I'm pretty sure that happened (laughs) One other thing that I totally want to mention because it made me tear up and it made me super happy. Uh, Colin Donnell actually came to SummerSlam. Colin Donnell plays Tommy Merlin. Uh, came to SummerSlam to watch Steven fight and they went out for drinks after and they were together and all buddy-buddy and I'm just sitting there in the corner like, oh my god, it's Tommy. He came to see him fight. <laughs> like, Fangirling about the fact that Colin was there and could not handle it. I was so happy. I was like, oh my god, he could come out with Taker and they can tag team together. And I was like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't I missed it. I wanted to watch it. I missed it. It was delightful. It, it sucked. Good. I'm sorry. I, I failed everybody. It was the best SummerSlam in a while, actually. Like, even even without the ML match, like it was it was a very good pay-per-view. I don't know. I used to watch wrestling when I was in high school, and I tried to watch an episode of it a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "Ooh, this is kind of hard." It's so campy. It's so like you once. So this is this is how my adaptation into being a WWE fan went down. Uh, all of my friends watch it, and I just started going to the pay per views to like hang out with my friends and be with my friends because mm-hmm. that's where they all were. And so like it starts with, "This is really stupid," and then it goes into, "This is really stupid." but I kind of like that guy. This is still really stupid, but I'm a huge fan of that guy. I love that guy. This is no longer stupid, and you better beat the hip. Mm, you beat him down. You take him out. Ah! And then, and then, they let Brock Lesnar end the taker streak, and then you throw a tantrum, and you stop watching for a year, because that was shenanigans. So it goes from, I don't care, this is stupid, to like, oh my God, no, wait. I care about this enough to just be so flaming mad about what they've done. What happened to me? That is the progression. That's that's, kind of how I felt about Sting. Sting is great! I love Sting. I don't know. Every time I hear SummerSlam, I I instantly think of that uh, that WWE prank call. Which one? None of y'all have never heard that. Where they call the lady and they keep saying, like, (laughs) they keep bringing up... um, um, Gosh, so what's that guy's name? We keep singing the, the oh. theme song. <laughs> John uh, Cena. Yeah, John Cena. Yeah, John Cena. Yeah. I love. They John keep Cena. prank calling her, and and like at one point they're like, 
uh, oh, I'm sorry, man. I just wanted to see if you're a supporter of the Marine Corps. And she's like, oh, yes, I'm sorry. I thought you were those freaking, I thought you were those freaking wrestling people again. Oh, okay. Well, I just uh, wanted to see if you wanted to support our Marines because we have a former decorated Marine soldier. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> she goes ballistic. <laughs> <laughs> They're like blaring his theme music in her ear over the phone. It's amazing. My God. It's ridiculous. Amanda, you recently started playing a game called How to Survive Storm Warning. Yeah. Um <laughs> How's that game going? Not well. Um <laughs> not not well at all. Let me tell you a couple <laughs> things that I find annoying about that game. Let me tell you. Laddie. Alright. No, it it seems like it might be a mobile port, perhaps, or maybe it was built for joysticks, but it, it seems to not really use the right stick at all. You do all of the 360-degree movement from a top-down shooter with one stick. That is quite hard to get used to. And then God flipping forbid if you want to use a ranged weapon because then you finally get to use the other stick but it's only to move in slightly exaggerated cardinal directions um, to try to shoot a bow and arrow at zombies who will bite your face off I'm not gonna lie positive <laughs> things positive things about it I would say that the the finishing animations are quite cool, so if you are using melee, which, trust me, once you try to shoot things with ranged, you will quickly go back to just hacking things in half. Um, <laughs> you will, trust me, it's awful. <laughs> um, you, can, you can equip in the settings menu an automatic finishing move um, instead of having to hold down A or tap A at the right moment if you have damaged them sufficiently enough you will just be able to do that animation which is super cool and the zombies are so polite that they will wait for you to finish said animations before, <laughs> uh, before continuing to attack so I find that finishing moves are quite possibly the best um, part about that game what uh, is unusual about the game is that you make fires to make yourself a little shelter and so you can be safe and I had a load of laundry on parked my little character next to a fire thinking I am fantastic to go um, storm warning means thunderstorms will blow your ass out of your fire um, <laughs> into the water and my character was in the ocean, uh, dead, uh, surrounded by zombies and Night Stalker things. Uh, so there is no flippin' safe zone. So <laughs> don't try that. Hit pause. Don't take any chances. And then, of course, you have to restart at the checkpoint, which is like Halo Rules checkpoint, uh, minus it telling you that you've checkpointed. So when you die, you can just try to guess where you were. And what you were supposed to be doing. Storm warning. Hey, it's free on Xbox right now. I cannot complain. But I wouldn't if I had paid money for this over two or three dollars, I would be upset. So the free game next month is gonna be Tomb Raider, which makes me really mad because I just bought that. Oh, no. <laughs> which one? 
the first one, the definitive edition. They re-released it on the Xbox and the PlayStation oh, 4. Oh, the reboot? Yeah. So that's going to be the free game next month. Are you good at Tomb Raider? Because I bloody suck at it. I've never played the new one. I have it sitting there. The new one plays a lot different than the rest of them. It's hard. Like, it's I love difficult. it. <laughs> it is hands down, like, my favorite Tomb Raider game. <laughs> It's very fun. Like, I enjoy it a lot. But, like, I remember, like, the first, like, 20 minutes, I'm like, I've been doing this for a decent amount of time, and I've suddenly forgotten how to game, evidently. (laughs) What am I doing? You know what I find difficult about the new Tomb Raider that I don't remember having a problem with in any of the old ones is the camera. It's super finicky. Yeah, everywhere. It just goes where it wants to go. (laughs) Which is really unfortunate if you're trying to judge a legend things. This is the same <laughs> criticism that I have with Assassin's Creed and his weird second after you stop, stop. So you'll you'll stop running, but then he takes like another step forward just enough to just fall right off. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture the camera in Tomb Raider. It's like, you know, you're getting ready to jump, you're trying to make that critical jump, and then the camera's like, squirrel! And looks somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Go home, camera. You're drunk. <laughs> That's awesome. Those of us who have Batman, has anyone finished the game yet? No. No. I haven't been able to play because I moved. So I've been in the process of moving and festival season and everything, and it's sitting there on my shelf and just glaring at me like, you bought me, pay attention to me, love me, and I want to, and I can't. Amanda, you haven't gotten that game yet, or you're not going to get it, are you? You're not into those? No, I don't. Oh. I Here's the thing. I played the original Batman game from Warner Brothers, which everyone loves and thinks is the best. And I spent all the time in X-ray vision mode that I didn't enjoy it. I got so obsessed with the fucking Riddler puzzles and the footprints and this sort of thing that I then I forgot what I'm like I am literally playing night vision. I'm playing a night vision game now. Well, <laughs> in this game, you get to hashtag be the Batmobile. Oh my! I hear that's really hard to control. I hate that car. Yeah, uh, you're with. I mean, that's that's how we feel. I mean, every time you have to do something, it's like I need to call the Batmobile. And here's my thing: I would be totally fine with the Batmobile and would love the hell out of the Batmobile if it were just a we have opened up all of Gotham City so use this to get from point A to point B faster like that's awesome if that were what it is but they make it so important for relevant story things the Riddler it's so it's just it is the most finicky stupid difficult to control thing ah hate tell me me how you really feel I am (laughs) <laughs> it's so bad and I, like i love these games the Ar- i live for the arkham games they make me so so happy and i was so excited about this except for arkham origins and now it's like Ugh, die awful vehicle awful vehicle yeah i was telling marcus when the batmobile was like when it first showed up i was like oh this is gonna be awesome this is gonna be crunk this is gonna be what the front door is going on with this thing why am i driving this all the time <laughs> Why do I have to solve puzzles with this thing? Why does he need the Batmobile to do this? And I'm like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. It was, it's awful. Hashtag be the Batmobile. <laughs> I'm going to market that. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Has anyone had a chance to watch the new 15-second teaser that came out today? Yes. Yes. 
I know it's only 15 seconds, and I know they've showed the same stuff over and over again, but oh my god, Finn with a lightsaber. Yep. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm quite excited. It's like they released the teaser trailer on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I know. What was up with that? That's they were they've started doing that. They do like teasers to the teasers. I don't I don't understand. Trailers for trailers. It's not yeah. a teaser anymore. It's gonna be a trailer. Is the trailer gonna be coming out tomorrow or what? It's oh. probably a teaser to the trailer. So that was like they did because I remember they were doing that for I know fifty they did it for fifty shades of gray. <laughs> they released no, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> They released, like, a teaser on Instagram, and then they released the trailer the next day. So it could be something similar to that. I know, like, content, I understand, I understand. But they that was a teaser, probably. This is a family-friendly podcast. We do not talk about Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, it's family-friendly. I, mean, I think I might have said the F-bomb. Sorry. <laughs> you did? <laughs> like, this is family-friendly? That's the one. <laughs> Whoops. The only trailer for a trailer that has ever been worth anything was the Deadpool teaser. I was going to say, please say Deadpool. It's so yeah. good. Like, my friend sent it to me, and I was like, did you just send me a trailer for a trailer? Because I will come over there, and I will punch you out of your chair. And he was like, no, I'll just cut you. trust me. Trust me. Click the link. And I did, and I didn't regret it. It is the only timer that has been used appropriately. Five-time Academy War Award viewer, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Who is <laughs> sold his mouth shut. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, it's so good. I if I was making Deadpool. a movie, I would just release the entire movie in 15 minute segments. Like, I would just release like <laughs> 90 trailers. Oh, what was that? <laughs> um, a couple of years ago, have any of y'all ever heard of Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, about six or seven years ago, they came out with Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the movie. And I remember Cartoon Network released the movie before it came out in the cinemas on Cartoon Network, except it was about the size of like a one inch screen on the, on the TV. And like <laughs> they played the entire movie through their uh, entire adult swim lineup. It was hilarious. It was like the best marketing for that movie ever. Um, and you can actually like, if you got really close, you could actually see the details of the film and stuff. It was really cool. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That is amazing. So yeah. That's a good theme song, by the way, which is now stuck in my head. <laughs> what, Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Yeah. Sure. I am well, Shake Zula. The Mike Rula. Gold Schooler. I feel like I'm back in college. Amazing. All right. Any last thoughts, anybody? Anything else you want to talk about? Shelter from Fallout from Bethesda. Download it. It's free. It's It used to be on iOS only. Now it's on Android. They released it like a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's nice free game it doesn't have any of the kind of freemium tropes that you're used to so if you think that you're gonna just go in set a bunch of things to do their thing and walk away that is not what happens it's like constant screen tapping assigning workers to do different stuff and making babies so you know if you want a substantial offline mobile game 10 out of 10 would recommend you don't have to worry about um premium currency they don't have it you can you can like buy little booster packs if you want to but you earn so many of them by just doing the achievements in the game that you don't need to you can if you want and it's kind of fun like you know opening a booster pack of pokemon cards basically but you don't need to do that there's no premium currency everything that you get in the game is the same money so you don't have to worry about that and you can you can sit there and just play straight for hours and you can have up to three different vaults at the same time so you can run three little ant farms simultaneously um which 
you know, has been soaking up part of my um, entire life right now. I am downloading that now as we speak. Yeah, it's it's good, especially if you're excited about Fallout 4. It kind of gets you in the mood and and helps make up for the fact that none of us are getting any bloody pit boys. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I can definitely take my phone, use some rubber bands, and strap it to my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Ghetto pit boy 9000. Well, Amelia, do you want to give a plug for your website, plug for your social media, or anything? It's thegeeklyplanet.com. It's really easy. Um, on Twitter, it's at thegeeklyplanet. At thegeeklyplanet? Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. I'd like to thank my guests for joining me on today's episode. Stay tuned to thetempleofgeek.com for the next all-new episode. And as always, thanks for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash templeofgeek. And remember to visit thetempleofgeek.com, your one-stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.